Welcome to Millennial Fight Club, a podcast where two elder millennials talk about the way things were and the way shit is. Listener discretion is advised for strong use of language. And if you've got no fucking discretion, please join us on Patreon. I don't know why I'm so delayed. <laughs> in every area of my life <laughs> um let's see here really quick i just want to make sure the sound is i'm doing a sound correct check up to check yeah you're fine do it while i eat the spread get this bread eat this bread i got like this artichoke dip i got from trader joe's <laughs> and ciabatta baguettes from trader joe's trader joe's is funding my food journey you look like you've <laughs> rough you look no. great that's you great, but you look a little sweaty <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sweaty. It's literally my makeup is too shiny. I don't know how to. No, fix it. no. I meant like there's a red mark on your chest. Oh, I was rubbing my chest. One second. Let me show you my hair without headphones because it's been looking so good. Look. It's look getting at this. really long, really fast. Ooh, I'm into that. It got so long all of a sudden. Who is they? <laughs> Who dat? <laughs> Who dat is? Who dat dem? Who dat dem? I have to put my thing on like a thing. Hold on. You're fine. <clears throat> Tip of the tongue and the teeth. <laughs> Tip of the tongue and the teeth. Tip of the, oh, oh. Oh. Right, how are we doing now? Oh, oh. Oh. What's she do? Bread is just such a happy thing. It really is. It's Especially good. I don't know why people are afraid of it. It's baguette. Oh, my God. It's like, it's like <sighs> baguette shaped, but chewy. Where'd you get it? Trader Joe's. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you said that already. My favorite place. I take my kids. I'm like, do you want to go snack shopping? And they're like, Trader Joe's. I'm raising cute little hippie babies. You are. So, um, are we, are we potting? Yeah, let me get this bread out of my mouth really quick and then we're good no, to go. No, you're fine. I'm going to, you're fine. I'm just going to talk. Um, <laughs> you don't have to do anything. Just let me. Um, I did want to welcome to therapy session number two of the day for you. How did, how did, actually, yeah. How did therapy go earlier? You get it all. She asked me what our podcast name was. Oh, that's cute. Did did you lie? No, I told her. I said millennial fake club and she said, oh. Dude, you don't want your shrink listening to your podcast. She won't. It's not up yet anyways. Besides, she, the face she made when I said the name made it very clear she was not going to be looking. <laughs> She's like, okay. Well, she was like, you're. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. And I, she's like, what topics have you covered so far? And I was like, oh, we talked about like beauty standards. We're going to talk about masculinity tonight and Trump getting indicted. And she was like, <clears throat> and I was like, oh, mm. you're one of my people. I gotcha. However, she said she's in the middle on gender roles. So she said, you know what the main proponent of gender roles is? And I said, what? She said, women. And I said, hmm. I, no comment. Nice doing business with you. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I love her. She's actually really great. Yeah. I mean, you seem like you're in a much better mood. Your text messages come across as so much more like volatile than you in real life. I'm always so worried about you. I was feeling I was a little sulky for you? a minute. Oh, well, don't be. I'm, I'm fine worried about always. you all the time. Stop. You're going to get all of my emotional labor. To be fair, you worry about everyone all the time. Not everybody. Just the people that I care about. 
there is like this little old grandma that lives well not little old she's like middle-aged grandma that lives beneath me but she's very in like line with her nana persona like her door says and nana's house and stuff like it's very cute and i'm always just wondering what she's hearing up here i need to write her like a little note and just be like if we're ever too loud here's my number because i do worry my kids stomp around and like they're little but they're heavy somehow you don't want to give her like a heart attack she's probably she's not that old like i said she's probably middle-aged well believe you me it can happen to anybody do you see what i bought off tiktok is that another haunted object no it's a perfume it looks like a it looks like one of those um it looks like a flesh-eating beagle, beetle from uh the mummy it looks um, like one of those what is a scarab yeah it it's like um it's called like kareem hal salam something oh it's a fragrance i thought it was gonna be all spicy and chai-ish and stuff smells like flowers and laundry not your thing not what i wanted i'm gonna use it i'm actually really getting into complex perfumes after listening to a certain podcast with a gay guy that just talks about perfume he's really sick really love stuff that smells like you crawled out of a spicy forest dude Okay, so um, the perfume nationalist turned me on to, like, weird-smelling... I see what you're doing. He turned me to like, weird-smelling perfumes, but they're vaguely pleasant, vaguely weird. It's, like, this mixture of kind of, like, this, like, it's what... He explains it like it's this unpleasant scent that keeps you coming back because it's unpleasant and pleasant at the same time. Or not, like, unpleasant, but, like, there's something off about What's it. an and example? It ages. So right now I'm using like this white trash version of, it's not white trash, it's actually expensive for me. It's like $50 for a little vial. Which is inexpensive for like high-end perfumes, but very expensive for my $20 Bath and Body Works bitch. Oh, oh, Bath and Body Works, The other bubba bubba bubba. I haven't fucked with BBW in a while. I'm poor. I uh, agree and also feel that and um, the difference between you and I is that we don't have children but I'm using this fragrance called by the fireplace or something like that and it's by this uh, this brand called like it's like recall or recap or something it's like re something I, I don't know what it is but it's like re-scenting re-something re it smells I knew. so good. It smells so good, dude. It's like smoky. I like that. And ambery. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a little a sample. I like. I used to really love patchouli smells. There was this Jewish place in New York, Saban, that made this mm. amazing vanilla patchouli. And then they added lavender to it. And now they only sell patchouli lavender vanilla. And I don't believe in the patchouli lavender combo. I don't believe in it. Mm, it's hit or miss. You're not really a floral girl. I don't want anything floral. It's not for me. I want spicy. I want sensual. I want cozy. I want to feel like a cardigan should smell like it. Next paycheck, I'm sending you a sample of this perfume. I got it in like a Sephora sample and I fell head over heels in love with it. And it's like almost unisex. It's actually unisex. My favorite thing about Shannon is every paycheck she wants to send me something. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I should have worn my just, t-shirt. You're just, oh yeah, please do. Oh, one second. I bought, I bought Jamie a, uh, a t-shirt with uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s mugshot on it. Because she's been having a rough week. We've gone through many dimensions this week, yet we're still the same old dumb bitches that we were last week. It's amazing how we just don't learn. 
Oh, it looks good. Your tits are huge. Good, it's nice and loose fitting. I wanted it to be like comfy, like something you can lounge about in. Oh my God, it's perfect. Look at that angel baby face. Look at his Look at sweet that. little precious bed. Don't you love him? <laughs> I love him so much. That is the best mock shot of all time. I'm on a work friend group chat, right? Aren't we all? And I had told her the other day that you and I almost got in a fight over Spider-Man. And so we were talking about that. And then in this group chat, she was talking to them about if NSYNC tours, how we need to go. And I was like, I was like, oh, I'll go. And she said, oh, I forgot you were in this group chat. And I was like, bitch rude. And then she sent me a gif of Spider-Man dying in Infinity War. And it said, I'm sorry, as he's looking up at Tony Stark. And then five minutes later, she goes, OK, I'm really sorry. You Don't. cannot do that. You it was cannot so do mean. that to Jamie. Uh, you know what? R- replica. Sorry. That's the name of the brand. Replica. Oh, okay. Continue. Not retract, rescind, revoke, or, re- or that. Daisy got in a fight with her friend over saying the R word. I hope you know. What did, what did Daisy say the R word? No. Ginger bitch. Stop it. Stop. Oh, she's like she's like my brother. Well, she's yeah. People are making fun of her for her hair, starting so she's starting shit. to get feisty for no good reason. It's like, dude, starting shit because you have red hair. You have red hair, and everyone's gonna love it in ten years. Calm down. I know. Just every just man will it. sexualize you very soon. I'm about to go red. We can really be like tattoo. Mine's getting so long. It is, but it's not as long as um, the, the dark-haired girl. So you're getting there. You're really close. And I'm going to dye my hair red because I'm going really gray. So um, the prophecy will be fulfilled. <laughs> we all knew this was coming. Not going to get us. It's not going to get but... us. Both of them have the tiniest little chipmunk voices known to man. Always forever. I got to hear it. Because they were basically 15 when they did this. Were they really? They were pretty young. Not 15, like 20. That's still pretty young, but it's legal. I got a yay update for you. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wait. Let me just get my let me get my head on straight before <laughs> any of that happens. Um. Because I feel like this might tie in nicely to what I don't know anything about it. You, Jay. Okay. So Jamie literally texts me. Don't Google anything. I have a yay update. Yeah. Yay stands for Kanye millennials. <laughs> just in case you haven't been keeping up, because millennials know. God knows it's hard. I don't know. Some of us do and some of us don't. It just took me a while to get used to even calling him that. You know, it's like when P. Diddy changed it, when Puff Eddie changed his name to P. Diddy, and now I don't even know what his well, fucking name is. Kanye but. still goes by Kanye. It's just like cool people call him Ye. Okay. Ye- coolest people call him Jesus. <laughs> sure. Our problematic fave, our little king. I know. But um, our anti Semitic king. And that's a lot coming from... I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I don't really believe he's truly anti-Semitic, or I wouldn't I do. actually care. I no, do. I don't, I I don't do believe that. I don't think he is. I think he's just crazy, and he popped okay. off. I mean, he would say the same thing about Asian people. You know, he said he would say the same thing about literally any other ethnicity or um, minority group if they were pissing him off you know he goes for the throat and that's what I love about him yeah I think he's just pissy in general but that doesn't make you not (laughs) anti-semitic it just makes you anti-everything and not to overuse the r word but I mean he uses it correctly sure in interviews sure I don't know that I've noticed him saying it a whole lot but I don't pay attention to him look usually 
I've resolved to that's like this podcast. I've cut back on saying that word, but I can't give it up completely because it's not who I am as a person. And if you want to be offended by that, then I challenge you to stop using the word crazy because they essentially mean the same thing. Sure. I would agree with that. With you, I'm not speaking like to you, Jamie. I'm saying to anybody listening to this, it's the, royal the same you. amount of, yes, the royal you, it is the same amount of offense. And that's not like many, like most of my thoughts, that is not an original thought. And that's no defense, folks. Too much so, offense. On God. Anyway, tell me about Kanye. What's going on? <sighs> so okay. I thought the story was going to be simple. He's getting sued for lack of payment. As expected. To be honest, if you still are willing to work for Kanye as like a contractor, you don't deserve to make money. It's like working for Donald Trump as a contractor. Why? Why are you still doing that? Bitch, what? They don't. You got money. They don't pay. But they don't pay. They have money. They don't pay. Who's they? Donald Trump and Kanye. Oh, <laughs> Notoriously oh, oh. won't the pay their, their workers. Yes. Well, so, so a, a very wise man once said, you don't get rich by spending money. Then don't hire people. <laughs> I yes, that's also true. I'm just saying. So he hired this contractor, right? And the contractor is now suing him for lack of payment. <laughs> so sorry. What was the job? To <laughs> to redo well, what was it? To redo his home. Well, to, no, 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 no. Okay. Oh, you sweet baby. Shh, shh, shh. Let me just. Okay. Let me okay. just. Ma'am. He wants to live on a public beach and hide from the Clintons and Kardashians. Oh, my God. Um, and he wants his house to have, in all caps, no electricity, no windows, <laughs> no plumbing. Yes, bitch. And most of all, no stairs, only slides. Okay. See, this <sighs> See this just, this just affirms what I have said about him going hard, and he's not an anti-Semitic. It could have been anybody. So, could have been anybody. This man, who is getting paid $20,000 a week and it still wasn't enough to keep up with the cost of the constantly being changed plans for the home. Like, the man thinks he's, like, the Winche- the Winchester house, where they were just constantly Sarah adding Winchester his house. Yeah, this is what he thinks he's doing, but it's creepier somehow. Doors that go to nowhere. He said, I'm, I'm not going to pull out all your electricity. That's dangerous. It's illegal. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and Kanye said, and this is a direct quote. If you don't do what I ask you to do, you're a Clinton, you're a Kardashian, you're an enemy, and I'm not going to be a friend anymore. I'm not going to provide you with an opportunity anymore. You're only going to see me on TV. So then Saxon replies (laughs) to him. He said, Saxon said, I don't watch TV. (laughs) And Kanye said back, get the fuck out. Oh, no. How, How true is this? How do we know? Like, what's the source? Uh, I mean, do we know that? Is did Kanye agree that this is in fact true? That's no, what he Kanye said. Kanye won't Has talk to anyone. Him? He won't talk to anybody. They've they've reached out. Rolling Stones reached out for his his Statement. rep's opinions. His rep is saying, "Fuck out of here." <clears throat> Kanye doesn't have electricity. He can't talk to you, <laughs> 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 sir. I don't know if you know how this works, but uh. no windows on a public beach. <sighs> Why? I, I I mean, this is very, like, I'm not stoned for this episode, so I can kind of wax annoying <laughs> philosophically much quicker than I could in previous eps, but 
I think it's a giant middle finger to people that go to public beaches. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a bomb shelter, Shannon. You think he's building a full-blown bunker? To hide from the Kardashians and the Clintons, specifically. On a, oh, because they would never be seen on a public beach. Well, no. I think it's he's saying, like, I'm shutting this shit down. There'll be no electricity, no bugs in the lights. This man's having a full-blown delusional situation. Bitch, he done Ben. He done Ben. Like, dude, you were just getting head a few days ago in public. Can we just go back to simpler times? I don't know about that either. That was gross. That was horrific. Do you see his, his like? Old, I'm, old I'm man assuming butt. it was yeah his, his new uh, his new Kardashian his new clone. Yeah, the Kim the Kim. What's Bianca Bianca Sensori or something whatever. like that? The Kim yeah. clone. Um, yeah, basically. Yeah, she, the very public pictures of him in a suit <laughs> with his pants down in a boat, like like oh like a rowing boat. Word getting getting dome. I saw a chick given roadhead not too long ago. Actually, it's disgusting. Can you guys just it's stay really in your gross? Homes? Can you just just like do well, your own thing, but don't subject other people to your nasty kinks? Roadhead is a road hazard. How many people have lost their lives to roadhead? Road dome is a road gnome. <laughs> Ro- <laughs> roadhead leads to road dead. <laughs> Okay, this is off the rails already. <laughs> well, I just that was that's my yay update. Um, he's being sued, but the story was beautiful. Very fascinated, and it tracks. I'm not disappointed in any way, shape, or form. I support him completely. <laughs> I, as usual, don't, but we'll continue to watch his every move because I'm fascinated. Well, okay, so can we get this this out of the way really quick with the whole Kanye thing? Like he was. He was around for a weirdly pivotal point in my life, and um, the episodes where we've mentioned my Jewishness have been cut because of various reasons that we may or may not discuss in this episode coming up, and this will all make sense, but (laughs) I am ethnically Jewish, and it was like kind of dismissed, and then got to the point where my grandmother was like, we're not, you're not, you're not, just don't even, like, just full denial, because they fled the Soviet Union. And it was scary, I'm sure. So I understand where the, all that came from. But then when a motherfucker fucks around with a goddamn 23 in me and that shit comes back, Ashkenazi, 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 I, you can't deny it anymore, you know? <laughs> so I was faced with all this like weird, like five to seven year old Jew guilt. And not that there <laughs> should be Jew guilt. I don't really know. I mean, like, I'm still processing. I'm still processing. But so I am a Jew <laughs> on my mother's side, which is how you get to be legit Jew. I know. So look into it. Look into it. You've I, I know. I'm from the Jewish room and I was. Listen, I'm, so, I've done a lot of research on Jewish people. I know. I mean, look at me. I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. That's chronically what I've always thought when I look at you. Right. Well, I when I told somebody else that George is friends with that I'm Jewish, he's like, yeah, I can see that. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean, sir? That's racist. It's racist. <laughs> it's kind of racist. I've never, I've, you know, I've never been a victim of racism other than people calling me like terrible names in high school. Of, like a flower insanely, Or like telling me that my uh, my legs are the same color as paper. <laughs> like Like a flower ranger, a mayo ranger. Yeah, I've only been shamed for my skin color and that it's too light. But jokes Alabaster on everybody else. Alabaster queen. 
Nobody ever mistress. said that to me. I wish nobody ever said just such did. nice things to me. I just said it. Yeah, now, because I'm going to age nicely, as are you, my yeah. porcelain queen. And uh, everybody else looks like leather now. Have you seen the people that we went to high school Oh, with? I know. I know. Because we, we lived at the beach. And some people made use of it. Anyway, all this to say, I'm not mad at him. I think he's just mentally ill. I'm not mad at him. I'm I'm chronically disappointed. <laughs> I like, yeah. like look, uh, Kanye was not there at a pivotal moment in my life necessarily. However, I became fascinated. I stayed fascinated. My handle on many things is the good Kanye. <laughs> One day we're gonna have to go back and bleep all these all these R words. Mm. Saving it for the private feed. I we'll we'll have to we'll have to have a conversation about that off, oh off my the God. air. I will I will cave to certain things. This like, was your I, idea. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna say. F- <laughs> You're, this is all getting cut, anyways. This is back. This is shop talk. Do you know? I will say one thing. I have never heard people use the f bomb more than actual fucking. Because they're allowed to. Yeah, but they call me a f- Yeah, but they're allowed to. <laughs> it doesn't track. It's pretty weird. I don't think I like it when people do that. When they call someone something they're not anyways, period. I'm always just like, my logical brain is like, but why? <laughs> but why? I've been called mad f- But also you kind of are. I mean, anyway. <laughs> um, I have some notes. Okay. I'd like to... Um, is this housekeeping or is this? I have no housekeeping. I regret nothing. <laughs> okay, so you've you've begun the workout. I I feel like we should preface just because we we love to preface things for half an hour. What do you want to talk a little bit about what happened this week, Jane? About the dimensions that you've crossed? How much should I talk about it? As much as you're comfortable with. What do you think is appropriate? Do you think that he would potentially, potentially, potentially listen to this? Potentially. As much as you're comfortable with him hearing. Um, so this week I went through a breakup. Um, it was weird. It was the weirdest breakup I've ever been a part of. For sure. Uh, it was, it was dutifully carried out on my end with a lot of thought. Diarrhea. Well, yes. That was, that was a problem. Uh, anxiety. But um, I felt like I took great care with what I was trying to say to make this as little his fault as humanly possible and as much like just a, this is not the space I inhabit anymore. I no longer wish to bed you. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs> good stranger. I bid thee adieu, good stranger. I bid thee adieu. To which, to which my very long hours of crafting message was met with oh and it was only a message because days i I could not get the dude on the phone uh was met with a a, in two minute reply of i understand the end haven't heard from him since been a week i mean he's not your boyfriend anymore so he doesn't owe you anything nope but but that's weird it's weird (laughs) it's weird And, and we've talked about this a lot yeah, we have. We don't, we don't need to, like, get super into it, but, yeah, it's weird. And we don't need to get super into it, but you've, you're have you feeling some type of way, very just justified. Uh, and I feel like you haven't really had a lot of luck with um, 
men. Arguably, you've had better relationships with women. So I wonder if this is going to wind up tying in nicely with what the topic of um, today is. Nice segue. No, I yeah, also, I'm on that note, would like, to, would like to say, and, you know, I mean, you know, I, I wish him the best. I, we have a history, so on and so forth, but. All three of us together, just to be clear here, all three of us. Yeah, all the way back to childhood. So that makes it an extra hard blow. But you have really no room for any more Irish people in your life. (laughs) I've maxed out. And um, I may only be half. I'm not a full Mick, but (laughs) it's enough for you, I think. Yeah, between you... You and and my own blood, which is still partially Irish, uh, oh, is Oh, are plenty. you Irish? I thought you were just full-blown con- conqueror. No, my mom's side is Irish-English. My dad's side is Scottish-Scandinavian. And no Jewish. Zero. That's amazing. I don't know how you escaped that. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. You're a Viking. Yeah, by conquering And it people. shows. Yeah. <laughs> by conquering and not surviving, necessarily. And it shows and how demanding you are of the people in your life. Um, okay, so. Ah, yes. I did want to get that out of the way. But it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be a part of it all with you. My <laughs> You've love. been such a deep part of it. I called Shannon like five minutes after it happened and we talked Pissed. for three hours. You weren't even crying, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I don't think I've cried about it. You at were all. like this. You were like this motherfucker. I've been shitting water, and this motherfucker has the audacity, the audacity. to not even give me a well-thought-out response. We're being so female-coded right now, and, and as we should be. We are, I guess, technically females. Technically. Um, but so you are doing the workout thing now. You're doing, you're yeah. doing can we say, revenge body? I guess. I'm going into 75 hard just to see if I can do it this time. We're on day three, and I've fucked up my workout schedule so immensely <laughs> well you had to go to therapy today so that was I forgot, more important arguably. and i slept in because i was having the best sleep i've had in months because my back didn't hurt so bless like bless. i was i wasn't gonna interrupt it to get up like Mm-mm. well-being and all that i'll just work out double tonight and you know why why because you've been working out when you work out you sleep well it's just yeah. good for you yeah it's no. just good for you it is, and I've been like very, just incredibly unburdened and happy the last bit. You're literally glowing. That's my makeup. It's I'm, very shiny. Well, I'm not. I'm spiritually. I can see that golden aura. You have it. She's working out. <laughs> I come home. I do a full, a few like angry pull-ups, and I take a shower. <laughs> just like any good Irish man, like Sarah Connor. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So speaking of masculine women, I feel like I want to talk about how masculinity is being demonized, demonized in today's society and culture. Demonized. Yeah. Is it because I tell you how much I hate men all the time? Oh, bitch. I just had a pap smear. I'm not feeling great about it either. Like mostly white men. 
I'm feeling particularly feminist right now, but even still, like, you know, I was raised in a male household. I come, I was raised by wolves. Sure, feral child. And not even just feral child, like literal wolves raised me. Men raised me. I was, I come from a male household, you know, and my mother was not very feminine at all. She wouldn't talk. Do you remember, do you remember how she talked and how it was kind of borderline screaming all the time? Not yeah, angry. Just loud. Just lady. loud. Just loud. Just had a presence. Commanded a room, if you will. And that's how everybody in my life was. It's, that's, that's alpha. That's, that's masculine energy. And that is not okay anymore. Now we're like coveting betas and sigmas which we need to define because i'm not even entirely i like glanced over that article and i like don't really understand why we're categorizing men according to the greek alphabet now we don't just categorize men we do it with women too now yeah but like i said earlier it's like we're bitches sluts or cunts that's worse (laughs) yeah i know that's much much worse I don't um, know. With men, yeah. I think I think categorizing men is a stupid thing to do. I think categorizing anyone is stupid. I think gender roles are stupid. I think this idea... I think masculinity is being... Mm, I don't think it's being demonized. I think it's being called out because a lot of people treat masculinity as this open invitation to be aggressive and shitty and push people around. And I think... That is not being masculine. That's being a dick. But we've we've come to associate them too, and that's why there's masculinity and toxic masculinity. I'm doing hand yeah, puppets. I don't like that term. She's I doing love hand that term because that term relates to all the shitty things. <laughs> there's also toxic femininity. Hella, a hundred percent. Hella, I'm not arguing with you. I first of all. First of all, I think all of this is bullshit. I don't She's subscribe. fired up. I don't subscribe. I opt out. I don't believe in gender rules. I don't believe in gender norms. I think it's all bullshit. It's stupid. I don't agree. I don't want into the system. <laughs> However. Well, look, I mean, lots of you do. challenging it. You have been challenging that since I've known you as a child. So as a child. That does. Yes, that does. I've, I know that you believe that. I've never subscribed. It's never been something that I, I never felt wildly in touch with my femininity. I am inherently a feminine person. Like if I were to throw gender out entirely, you would still look at me and be like, that is a feminine person. Absolutely. Big boobs. I'm kind of delicate. I tend soft features. I'm just, I'm just like a bowl of jello, really, at the end you of the day. You are not, that's insinuating that you're just shapes, and you are not just <laughs> shapes. You are not that, no, that's not, no. You are very, you are very feminine, but you go out of your way to challenge that and respect. Yeah. I am naturally down to my features, ladies and gentlemen, masculine. I got a wide neck. I got, <laughs> you literally don't. <laughs> I have, a, I have a strong jaw. I have circles around my eyes like I've never slept a day in my life. And that's those are all like very male things. And that's just my appearance alone. So you couple that with being raised by men and being surrounded by men. It's like, well, yeah, I'm going to feel more comfortable around men and masculinity. And I don't think that it's toxic. And it's like saved my ass a lot, to be honest with you. 
I don't think the types of masculinity you're talking about are probably toxic masculinity. I find toxic masculinity to be men who abuse partners because they're mad and they're uh, so aggressive they literally can't handle it. I find toxic masculinity to be refusing to have emotions because you can't be weak. I find toxic masculinity to be talking down to women who are professionals in their field because you're a man, so you must know more than they do. I will say there is a certain amount of just like listening to each other that we don't do as men and women that like we usually if a guy explains something to you these days, it's like automatically mansplaining. You can't listen to him. No, that's not true. It's mansplaining when you're talking down to women because they're women. I think it's become a joke. To say you're mansplaining to me all the time. Yeah, it has. But a lot of people really mean it. Because a lot of times men are really doing it. In your experience most recently, yes. And that's why I'm not going to like harp on this issue because (laughs) I don't want to actually piss you off. Not even that. It is a chronic thing I find in my life. It's something. It is a, a unfortunate thing. I have people call me every day at my job. And explain my job to me like I don't do it every day because they're middle-aged men. And what do I, but a young woman, know about vehicles Delicate and insurance princess. and gap? And they just they just are like, well, no, blah, blah. A man told me the other day that full coverage car insurance meant they would pay off his loan. Do you know what full coverage car insurance means? I know that it's something I don't have. It means you have comprehensive and collision coverage. The end. It does not mean anyone's going to pay off your loan. Everybody get fucked. Stop calling me because your loan didn't get paid off. Actually, do call me because I need to fix that for you. But not, <laughs> not, not by going to your insurance company. Just, just making sure you don't go into bankruptcy. Yeah, no, I'm in a very different situation professionally where, I mean, we could not be in more different fields. I literally 100%. percent I literally take pictures for a living um, and I nobody tells me job in finance. No. Yeah. Nobody tells me how to do my job. I have a boss. I work for people. People tell me how they want their shit represented, but I don't like I don't have any direction. I have to be very self-governing and I don't want to talk about work. I hate talking about work. All of this to say, All I don't think say, masculinity at its core is being demonized. I think here's what happens here. Here's like our fundamental disconnect in America specifically, but the world at large in a lot of places is that you have a few people who are on this side and you have a few people who are on this side. And then you have a few people who are like way the fuck over there and way the fuck over there. And those ones, those very small number happen to be so fucking loud that no one's listening to these reasonable opinions right about here. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is I can sit here in a neutral-ish but left zone and say there is such a thing as masculinity and there is such a thing as toxic masculinity. But because these bitches all the way out in left field who are just angry, just so mad for whatever their personal reasons are are screaming all men are toxic, everything that is inherently masculine is evil. They're so loud that that's what's getting like lost in the zeitgeist. Is most people don't think that. Most people don't. Most people don't think that. And it's, it's, it's becoming really annoying, and that's why people are pushing back on it. I didn't like it from day one. You know I didn't like it from day one. I've called this shit. I was like, this is going to be a big problem, and the pendulum is going to swing in the opposite direction. It's always going to, though. And, like, because our pendulum has so much momentum right now, 
it it cannot help but swing so much broader. Like people are so fucked about all of this. They're just they're yeah. so inherently fucked. I mean, I see it all the time. Like a good example, which is not necessarily to do with masculinity, but like let's talk about like turfs for a second. JK okay. Rowling hates trans people. Wait, Whatever. Who is that? The author of Harry Potter. Doesn't like trans people. I'm sure you've heard in the news. I did. Irrelevant. Like, she she said some shit. She doubled down on some shit when people called her out. It got out of hand. Whatever. She, a new Harry Potter video game gets released, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone is like, if you buy that game, you're a fucking turf and you hate trans people. Well, here I am. Uh, I would call myself, like, non-binary but pretty femme. I don't usually. I usually just call myself a woman. But I, if I exist in a perfect world where words don't matter as much, I exist in, like, a trans-ish space. Um, I, sure. I can vouch for you there. Yeah. I, and I normally don't. Yeah. For no, anybody. I know. I just don't get hung up on these labels. I don't care if people call me a woman. I wouldn't care if you called me a guy. I wouldn't give a single... I just don't care. I opt out. <laughs> um, but... This game happens. You know how I feel about Harry Potter. I like Harry Potter. I will always like Harry Potter. There is a situation in which a person's creation becomes bigger than said person, right? Harry Potter was inherently about a world where you could be what you wanted, change shapes, change hair, be different, whatever. That speaks to gay kids, to gay trans kids. You don't get to take away the thing that they care about because the author is a shithead. That's stupid. And it's the same kind of thing that we're in now. Like, you don't get to take away from what the bigger picture is saying because of that. Yeah, it's separating the art from the artist. It, yeah, and it's it's separating the idea from the shitheads. <laughs> it's the same thing. Toxic masculinity exists. It's inherently real. However, we're not talking about toxic femininity, though, and that's not a, yet. an equally issue. Equally... But that's not what we're talking about this week. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, in general, like, that is a term that you hear a lot, and we're not talking about the other equally as harmful side of things. I think, in my opinion, it's because the word wasn't the same, but we've used equally asinine phrases for decades. Like, we've been calling women bimbos, sluts, stupid, blonde, idiots, like, a million things for decades. And that all those are compliments. It just means you're hot. It doesn't. A bimbo is like a stupid, attractive woman. Like, I'm just saying, like, we've taken what is toxic femininity and we've condensed it into different terms. But it's been being said since I was a child. Since you were a child, we've been taught inherently our femininity is wrong and incorrect. And now men are kind of getting a taste of that and they're pissed about it and they feel like they're being weaponized against. But I'm like, bro, we've been living that. We've been told our femininity is wrong since day one because we're stupid and helpless and weak. It all started with a little bioweapon called COVID-19. Oh my God, it did not. <laughs> it, 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 it didn't start there, but it really took off when everybody was in their own heads, couldn't leave their houses and needed something to do and something to bitch about. And you know what? The Me Too movement happened before then. Which is great. Yeah, no, but it really, it really flourished during lockdown, you have to admit. I don't think it did. And it did. Oh, it did. I disagree. I think it had its heyday before COVID happened. So 2017 is when the Me Too movement took off. 
oh yeah, 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 but that shit didn't gain any kind of like traction. No, it, was it all, did. It gained was massive all... traction in 2017. Okay. You have to stop interrupting. I can't. <laughs> You're wrong. I'm not wrong because it didn't actually get looked at seriously in America until after COVID hit. And everybody was just glued to their TV or Twitter or whatever the fuck, X, whatever the fuck. All of these claims that were being made prior to COVID did not become really popular and looked at in America until after COVID. I'm going to Marilyn Manson on this. Marilyn Manson is another example. Don't think most people even cared about that one. A lot of people care about that. I know no one in my personal life aside from you who cared about that. Well, it's because you live in the boons. I don't. I I exist online primarily. And he came up in the Johnny Depp um, trial. I mean, 2017 has most of the major Uh, ones. I'm just saying, like, I'm reading, like, Weinstein, Bill Cosby, Bill O'Reilly, Kevin Spacey, Danny Masterson started, Lucy K. Yeah, but all of that stuff has come to a close now. Matt Lauer... Russell like Simmons. They've, they've met their fate. We talked about it a lot. We made decisions about what was going to happen to those people and we had nothing else to do. And my problem with the Me Too movement, <laughs> if I may, is that it it was a lot of bitching about little things and it discredited people who are actually violently raped behind a dumpster after church. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there are violent rapes and there are your boss touching the small of your back, which is uncomfortable, but it's not the same thing as getting raped behind a dumpster. Don't take that credibility away from the people that actually were raped. It doesn't take anything away from You're making the meaning of the word rape mean less by saying, he touched the small of my back when he was just giving you a hug. You probably didn't think anything of it. I'm not saying that that is equatable, but what I am saying is that a constant culture of sexual harassment is just as important as stopping violent rape. Sure, to an extent, but you start to beat a dead horse and discredit your own movement when you complain about the smallest things that you should have just handled in private. Because you take that away from the people that were actually assaulted violently. Like, it makes the word rape mean less. Do I think that Me Too got too big? Yes, every movement gets too big. Every single one. There is not a single movement out there I can think of that just doesn't get too big and gain traction and somebody doesn't realize, like, well, I can use this. Like, liberals saw that happening in 2017. We were like, well, shit, this has gotten too much attention. You know what's going to happen is people are going to fake it and then it's going to discredit all of us. And that did happen. And it did, but I disagree. I don't think it discredits fucking anything because guess what? You, Amber Heard. People, I don't think Amber Heard's wrong. I don't think Johnny Depp's wrong. I think they're both assholes who abused each other. Oh, for sure. But she was not telling the truth. I don't think he was either. I think they both told the version of the story that gave them the best light. Dude, she had all of the photographic and video evidence she fucking needed to, like, bring him down. And it still didn't work because she was such a shithead. Like, he's passed out. Like, him just passed out being a full-blown fucking bloated-ass drug addict. Come on. Yeah, no. And that's the thing is if she was a smart woman, what she would have done is just be lovely. Be fucking beautiful and lovely and not need to do anything. But she's an unlikable person, so it's really easy for people to hate her. She put on the performance of her life. I disagree because people saw right through it so fast. Um, well, that's just you know, I means she's not a great actress. 
But the point is, is that I don't care if 10 of the allegations in Me Too are real and the rest are fake. That's equally as important because men especially cannot keep doing the shit they're doing. Physically, it's over. It's done. That moment has passed. You don't get away with touching your secretary's ass anymore. It's not going to happen. And if that is all it did, if that's all it did, I don't give a shit. I just feel like it had the opposite effect and now people take women even less seriously. Because we've so. beaten we've beaten men into submission now to where they're like beta cucks and they're afraid to look at us the wrong way that we're going to like accuse them and write a fucking substack about how we were abused and then not name our abuser and then publicly one day name our abuser and it's like this guy and he's like I haven't seen that bitch in six fucking years and they're afraid. Men are afraid now. Men Is are that afraid worse? because of the Me Too movement and it discredits women. It makes us shrews. And is that it, worse? It, is is it worse that men are afraid than when they were violently abusing women in quiet? Any on the fly, I think anything that discredits the voices of women as a whole is a bad thing. I think anyone that feels that women as a whole were discredited by this is incredibly short-sighted and only looking at a few things. That's like saying Je- Jesse Smollett like discredited the voice of all gay black people. That is not the same thing, because that's an instance of one person lying blatantly and making up a whole theatrical performance story, like full blown. Well, he had like, did he have like marks on him and shit? Like, I mean, he he did some crazy shit. Yeah, he put on a performance and and that's one guy. But also that whole situation is still weird. I don't know what the full truth is there. It feels very strange to me. The whole thing feels very fucking weird. I don't know. And the fact that I don't I don't either. Guys I, were all the assailants. I don't know. But it's, it's not also the, it's fucking not, weird. It, it's not the same thing because this is a whole movement. Right. But like, I think that if you're looking statistically, I don't believe that the statistics are in favor of women being liars. I think you will see outliers in everything. There are opportunists everywhere. If we had a sudden movement where men were pointing out the same shit, you would have mostly honest men and outliers. It would happen the same way. I think that you're looking at it from the liberal lens and I'm looking at it from a libertarian lens. So like the people that we are around and the types of medias that we absorb and consume are very different. I'm looking at it from a human lens, point blank. I'm looking at I it think from, I am too. I'm looking at it from a, if this was me, and I was in this position, if I was an accuser, like or an accused even, I would want all the facts on the table. And in most of these cases, the facts pointed toward something, pointed toward a consistent pattern of abuse. And it pointed to an industry that was just rampant with it. I'm not going to say that um, anything that came out of Rose McGowan's mouth was wrong. That's straight up rape. I'm not going to say That's that anything... So weird. That came out. There are certain you have to you have to really. That's the problem with the Me Too movement is that you have to like siphon through who's exaggerating, who's bitching about something that's like small. Because I've been sexually harassed at the workplace, blatantly. Yeah, and it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen, and it pissed me off, and it made it it did it did affect my mental health, but I handled it. I believe in making the lives of men who do shit like this as difficult as humanly fucking possible. And I don't care if that means that. Okay, no, I want to dial that back. I do care. I do care if innocent men are in trouble. Well, that's the thing that's happening. I don't care 
that now everyone's like, well, women can't be trusted. No, go fuck yourselves because a few women can't be trusted. Women can't be trusted. Absolutely the fuck not. Let me lay, let me lay it to you like this. And we can talk, we can elaborate the, about this on another day. But Evan Rachel Wood, the little redheaded girl from Practical Magic. I know. Made a whole documentary about this. I know. And you could say, you could arguably say, well, she got certain laws passed in a certain state and um, that was good for, you know, victims of sexual assault um, via her claims. But she destroyed somebody through exaggeration and lies. I think this is a case of you really caring about like one or two celebrities and deciding no, 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 to no. really hone in on those. No, no. Well, Johnny Depp is neither here nor there for me, honestly. But Marilyn like, Manson, especially Marilyn Manson. You've honed yeah. in and you're like, because he got dragged down, I am so angry about this movement. No, I was angry about it before because I could see how women were being discredited as just whiners. And I don't like that. I don't want to be looked at as like, I'm a whiny bitch. But like Marilyn Manson, I pay attention to. I pay attention to his case because I care about him. So I know more than the average bear about what's actually happening. And one of the women that was in her documentary that is out now, Ashley Morgan Smithline, flat out said, and she was in the documentary and was like, he abused me, came out and said, actually, that wasn't true. And, and I was coerced and pressured into saying those things so all of our stories would match. And this is a giant conspiracy. That was one of his accusers recanting her statements. That's a huge fucking trust deal. when things like that happen. I don't trust that for multiple reasons. First of all, I don't trust, I don't trust her now. Insane. I don't trust, because why would you trust her now when she was lying before, allegedly? And I don't, I just, I, the whole thing now is, is a net zero, in my opinion. I don't know what Marilyn Manson did. I don't truly care. He's going to continue to have a career. Cool. He's not. I'm perfectly happy for that to happen. He's having a career currently. People still, people are mostly on his side from my life. And I just like, I don't know enough about it. I can't like wax poetic about it. I can only tell you like when women recant stories like that, that makes me go, who got to her? Or what was on the table to make her recant or what made her say it in the first place? Like, there's too many questions. There's too many variables. I don't want to get this is a Me Too episode now and I don't want it to be. I'm going to end it with this. If you were raped violently, repeatedly and victimized, Bill Cosby style shit, right? Seek jail time. Get them off the streets. Don't take their money. That's all I'm going to say. 100%. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I think that women that take settlements... I I understand to a level. I understand that it is easier. It is easier to let it go and just be like, I can't do this anymore because it's scary and it's fucking hard, especially when the world is staring at you and half of them are calling you a liar. I get that. However, you owe it to other women to get rid of those people. Yes. Not by killing them. Do not kill them. Well, that's illegal. That's illegal. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's what we've been told. Allegedly, you shouldn't murder them. (laughs) This sentence doesn't work. Okay, so we clearly have thoughts. (laughs) Okay, so my feminism journey didn't start until I was pregnant, actually. Mm, Um, Before then, in fact, I even remember getting on Facebook one time because a dude held the door open for me and I was like... Um, I'm just saying that I believe feminism is bullshit because I like when men hold doors open for me. And Brittany actually came to me and said, I don't think it's that a man held a door open for you. I think it's that a person was polite to you. Interesting. And that that's what you're confusing here. And when I thought about that, 
she was right. It was not that a dude held the door open for me. It's that anyone held the door open for me. And that was a polite, kind thing to do. And I like when people do that equally when it's men or women. But my my gender is complicated and my feelings toward men are complicated because inherently I love men. I get along with them very well. You've seen me in many groups of people. I tend to get along with men much better than women. Which is why we're friends. I feel like, yeah, exactly. Because Shannon was my dude friend. <laughs> um, no, it's because there's less politics in friendships with men. And women have been taught that they have to live in a hierarchy where there are finite resources. And those resources are attention. And so what they do is they pick each other off one by one. And it's sad. It's really upsetting to me because that doesn't exist. That's a made-up resource. You don't need attention. It will be okay. <laughs> You'll live. Yeah. And I feel like that happens more with younger women than it does now, but it still happens. Like, in your 30s, you're still hitting this resource competition of attention. And it's it's combative and it's ugly for no real reason. But I sit here and I like men. I love my dad. I <laughs> love my dad. Love, love my, love my brother. Ugh. I love your dad. I love your brother. Aww. Complicated it's all complicated. around. I love. I love your dad I and love, your brother too. I know. For some reason. No, I remember I playing uh, that Star Wars racing game with your brother back in the day. Podcast, and the pod I racer. Beat him yep. Every fucking time, brother. I know. Where we used to play that all the time. I. <sighs> I struggle with it because I think men can be better than they are. Mm. And that makes me more mad than anything else is I'm just like, y'all are just out here and not y'all. Some of you are out here and too many of you are out here hurting people. Mm. And like for fucking what? For what? Because she didn't like you. Like there are too many incels. There are too many dudes shooting up schools because they're not getting laid. There are too many of these angry young men and... I don't know how to fix that situation, and that infuriates me. Preach. And so I just shut down about it all. I'm like, if I can't feel safe around men, then I don't want anything to do with it. And I frequently don't feel safe around men. There are men I trust. There are men I feel safer with. But I'm always existing in this space of knowing one wrong word, and I can get my ass kicked. Go ahead. <laughs> That's actually, we should do that. Um, I'll have to cut that out. I have to hold my finger in the air when it's my turn. When I, when I have turn. a thought. I think the way you're looking at this whole situation with men is exactly how I feel. And I'm looking at this situation with women. Exactly. I agree. I think that we come from a different place. Um, you were raised by men. I was raised primarily by a woman you raised yourself let's not let's not get carried away <laughs> my mom was sorry Sheila but present. I was there come there she, she knows my mom did her best she did she, she did. did her she best she was a young mom like my, she did better than my mom she's still alive yeah, sorry well, sorry thing. sorry <laughs> your mom did her best Ugh. also yeah, she did with what she had and I think that's the other thing that we see and we don't really talk about is our moms had tough hands. You can say it. And they did their best. I don't want to talk about, I mean, we can, but, you know, your mom had addiction issues 
My mom had massive depression issues and they were not present mothers in a lot of ways, but they fucking tried and they They had really bad hands. And we both have demonized our mothers at many times for not being good enough. And then we look back and it's like, well, fuck, you had every card stacked against you. And our dads just didn't necessarily have that. And they were raised to handle it differently. Uh, Your dad had a lot. My dad had so many cards stacked against him. And most of all, poverty. And he's a Pisces moon. So, like, he cares a lot. (laughs) But there was no way we were going to wind up in an orphanage. So he figured it out. And that's another reason why I hold men in such high regard. Because my father is, like, the archetype of... I don't want to say like the perfect man because that makes me sound like I'm in love with my father. I do not have a complex, but I respect the shit out of my father because I know I could never do what he did. Your dad is a good man. He's a like good at his core. Man. My dad is a good man at his core. Like they are, they both tried their best. I think what I'm saying though is men at, especially in that age were raised to handle adversity in a way that women just, like, literally weren't taught how to deal with. Like, yeah. they were just taught, like, to be a wife. And your mom broke every fucking mold. Every rule. And and struggled because of it. And my mom had chronic issues getting along with other officer wives, with yeah. being somebody that could present in a certain way. She just wasn't built for Not it. Not belonging. And, and that was a failure as a woman. And I think your mom felt similarly. Like she was failing as a mother and a woman all the time. Yeah, they felt... I I suspect they felt like they did not belong in yeah, their environment. very other. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, they didn't also didn't belong with each other. It was, like, really shitty. I wish they could have been best friends. I wish, but, you know. They were just built different. So. Especially then. Honestly, if your mom then could meet my mom now... I know. They probably would have gotten along so well. If my mom was still alive, for sure, dude. For sure. I do feel like, I do feel like with the way my mom changed after the divorce, that they would have been a lot closer. My mom's just not the woman she was. She's not as buttoned up. She's not as controlling of her environment. She's so much more like free and happy now and weird. Your mom likes weird people. Yeah. Liked. That's weird to say likes. Your mom's like, look at my look at my kooky eyeshadow. <laughs> I'm like Every day. Yes, Sheila. God, she honestly gotten really eyeshadow. good at it. At first it was so silly to me, and now I'm like, actually, it looks you're doing good. a really good job. Like you blend the <laughs> fuck out of that. Good. She's just learning how foundation works, but she's got the eyeshadow down. She doesn't really need foundation though. Which says a she lot. She does need foundation. Don't, she knows she really, really does. That. No, it's fine. She knows. Her skin's tore the fuck up. What you, how? She has the same issues I do. We have uh, trick, not not trichotillomania. Um, the one with the skin. I, you um, pick. We pick. We pick constantly, and she her target is her face. I pick arms, but I've gotten a lot better because I care more about the way I look. When you would pick your fucking scabs when you were a kid, mm-hmm. that shit was so Disgusting. fucking gross, dude. I don't know why you did that shit. I didn't because... Anxiety. I didn't because my mom was a nurse. No, I just did drugs to get it out of my system. All the anxiety just manifested in early age drug use, which is fine. So sad. It's why you're... How many girls were anxious in our lives? It's why you're smarter than me. 
No, I don't think so. Well, just different. men were anxious too, but that's the other thing. I have a lot of scars. That's the other thing is scars. men aren't allowed to really, well, they are Agreed. now, but like they weren't allowed to feel feelings. Barely, barely now. Like we say they're allowed to, but in the real world, are they? Okay, so this is the other thing. This is where we're going to become problematic. This is where we're going to become problematic and we're going to agree with each other. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to like nobody's it. Nobody's going to like Because this. in theory, I disagree with all of this. In theory. <sighs> when a man who you're with puts his head on your shoulder, Judy. <laughs> it's disgusting. I, it's disgusting. It's because I daddy everybody in my life. When I come home, I want to be daddied. Be the man. So be the man. I just, you have to connect. I you talked, have to connect your two philosophies. I believe in you. I believe you can do it. I talked it. to my therapist about this today. Okay, good. It was really tricky. We talked about, I, well, first of all, I get overstimulated by touch, period. Like my kids are inherently very cuddly creatures and I get Oh, anxious because there was touching me. Were you molested? And no, never. Um, me neither. I just don't like. I just wasn't hugged a lot either. Mm-hmm. My my family was very buttoned up. We were like nobody kissed, nobody hugged. Same. Yeah, yeah. Which just wasn't our thing. So it's just not. It's so not your. I'm fine hugging people briefly, but I don't need it to be a prolonged event. Yes, briefly. And people want to hug all the fucking time. They want to touch me, hold my hand, be close to me. And I don't want to fucking touch anybody that much. And so. Except for when I pick you up at the airport. You love that. And then I collide into you like a goddamn unicorn. The Dave Matthews band song starts playing. (laughs) Crash. Crash. Into me. I don't know what it is about me that gives me the ick when a guy cuddles up to me. Because I think logically i don't believe in gender roles i don't think they have a place in a relationship necessarily i think every relationship is a contract in which the partners decide what works for them and some people agree to these things and some people don't whatever there are gender roles i don't agree to like i'm not going to be a housewife ever again yeah i don't want to do that um i'm not gonna like do the dishes i'm surprised you ever were (laughs) it's crazy seven years baby i can't believe that that's wild um it was pretty cool. I didn't have to I work. didn't know you were together that long. We were married for seven years. Well, now I'm about to fart, and I just don't want to shit myself. Okay, we're good. Now, now we've been married for 12 years. Yeah, but separated for five of them, so it's essentially yeah, divorced. Yeah, one day we'll get divorced. It's expensive, um, anyway. So it's just also a nightmare. It just works better like this right now. But it, Touch. it's something, something in being cuddled up to and I think I've realized that it's men and women I just want to be the cuddly or the cuddler not the cuddly yeah you don't cuddle up to me because you're a single mother pick, your children do that you do enough of that as it I is pick the terms. who do you get to cuddle up to at the end of the day mama nobody my, my pillow I have a pillow named Patrick that's very understandable you are you well, are the person I've, you are the teddy you are a living fucking teddy bear for a lot of people I, including your children I am children. a touchstone for two very like and my kids are incredibly cuddly and this is what my therapist and i talked about as i was like my seven-year-old cuddles constantly she's just a cuddly guy and then my 12 year old is so much cuddlier than other 12 year olds and i know that that's going to leave soon Mm -hmm. 
So I'm trying to soak it up, mm-hmm. but I can't because I'm fucking overstimulated and I want to stop touching people right now. And we're getting better at it, at like being like, mommy's skin feels like it's on fire. <laughs> so we can't. <laughs> but she said it was good. She said it was good. I was using language like that. So they would learn how to use language like that. Like a real tactical, tactile response of like, I can't do this right now. Of just like it being mentally hurts with them. Yeah. Yeah. And of using like language that they can use. Like they can say, I don't want to be touched right now. My skin feels like it's on fire. They can say words like that. That's okay. I, Why are you thinking so hard? <laughs> because it's profound, really. You are so gung-ho about men being able to feel feelings and cry and do all of this feminine shit. But at the, at the end of the day, you don't want that for yourself because it's like you're dealing with that with everybody else in your life. And you're, I just learned like the term emotional labor literally today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the queen of that. So yeah, you, you are, you're laboring emotionally on other people. And um, that makes sense that you would want to be this, the little spoon for once in your life. Yeah. And I think I, for me, I look at femininity like it's weakness. And I know Mm. that's not good. I know there needs to be a balance. As a woo-woo bitch, I know that there needs to be a balance. For Mm -hmm. me, it's it's something that I struggle with. My Juno is all fucked up. It's in Capricorn. It's a whole thing. I really, 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 really struggle with being affectionate physically period because yeah i'm like I, I, it's 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 weakness you're like showing your neck when you do yeah it. yeah that's why i don't like to say i'm sorry the neck the throat chakra is where you hold anxiety that's where a lot of anxiety comes from so that's why that that phrase is good but anyway uh it's it's this it's this awful thing where i can't cuddle or be cuddled cuddled up to when I come home at the end of the day and, he, and a man puts his head on my fucking shoulder, I'm like, <laughs> I'm physically repulsed by it. Yeah. And I think I that's know, I, biological. I think that that's, I feel I that that's a too. biological thing. Or it's thing. conditioned. Or it's conditioned. It's one or the other. It's either know. like we've seen too many movies and we've like, we grew up with this like Disney indoctrination of like what manliness versus womanliness looks like. And it was always like the princess cuddles up to the prince bullshit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't oh, know. like I don't a, know what like a Disney is. prince with one eyebrow always raised and he's like a swashbuckler and he fucking Yeah, yeah no, he just knows exactly. how to sword fight or whatever. Yeah, no, no. I mean that's the naturally that's the perfect man. <laughs> we were told that our entire lives. How could we not believe that now? I mean, this is the thing is I I have dated men i've dated women i've dated equal numbers of both of them though my major relationships have mostly been men um and in women i don't mind it as much but i still don't necessarily want it but it is worse with men and i don't know why that is i don't know why that makes sense to me but god forbid a man puts his head on my goddamn shoulder why do they do that? Or lay down in your lap. Ah! <laughs> Disgusting. Deplorable. Ah! I don't understand. She's a gallows Why with you, sir. Why this upsets me. Off with his head. Off with his head. 
on my lap. What is that though? Like what? <laughs> I'm going to chop it off. I'll tell you what, lap, I'll tell you what it basket. is. I'll tell you exactly what that is. It's, it's mommy issues. It's mommy problems. <laughs> it's, it's needing mommy to be there, but she's not. And you still need to like take that out in some way, shape or form. So you, <laughs> my father told me this when I was uh, growing up and it was probably super fucked up of him to say, but as an adult, I love him. As an adult, it means it means a lot, and uh, it was wise words just spoken too soon. But the phil- the phil- the philosophizer that my father is, he told me, men just want three things in a woman: a friend, a slut, and a mother. And I can't be that last. And one. you can't do all three. You can't do all three. That's why divorce happens and women like look what do women want and men what are the three big things that women want like can we think of those a provider okay a fighter i don't really dude get your feelings out security security punch a wall i want like for i want a protector i don't if a guy punches a wall near me, it's game fucking over. I'm done with him forever. Really? I can't do oh, it. Oh, I've done that. I swear to God. It's so, I hate to use this word near you because you're such a dick about it, but it's so triggering for me. Mm. I've had, you remember, you remember my ex, mm-hmm. <laughs> we all lived together, who would chronically punch walls two inches from my face and shit. Like, never again will a man punch anything near me. Man punch? James. Never again will a man punch. But when I like throw shit and punch shit, it's not a man punch. You don't punch shit near me. If you did, I would be like, hey, I love you. I'm going right now. I, I guess. Are you sure? Because I we You did when we were okay, younger. Yeah. When we were younger, you did. And and it was fine because I wasn't a fucking tra- traumatized mess yet. I don't have it's not in me. And I don't think I would deal with a woman doing it either. Okay. Like, if you did it, if you did it, that's different. I'm not in, I'm not fucking you. It's okay. I would just be like, hey, you're having some big feelings right now, buddy. I got to get out of here. You wouldn't leave. I probably would. It depends on how, how aggressive you were being. I think that you would just hug me. I think you would chill out if I was there. I really do. You don't usually get worked up when I'm around. No, you have, you're a cancer. You have that effect on people. Shout out to Cancer is the best water sign. You guys really just carry Things. the team. Your backs must hurt. Sure try. Who what's uh, Pisces? What's the other one? Scorpio. Blech. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. They always always feel like fire signs to me. Well, they're ruled by well, hell, and Hellenistically, smoke. they're ruled by um, the same planet that Aries is ruled by, Mars. They're like boiling water. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Pisces is like turbulent water. Salty water. Salty water. And we're the turbulent water. You, Cancers are actually, I would say, the calmest, most balanced. I think we're turbulent inside. Oh, yeah, sure. But because you're so in touch with lunar, all things lunar, you process your emotions healthily and internally and can project that onto the world around you. But other water signs not so much they're very volatile like fire signs ironically welcome back to our astrology podcast it's never gonna not be a thing i'm sorry can we okay can we do a quick cut break (laughs) can you hear me yes can you hear me yeah dude all right i have switched headsets and we are back for act two the final act in this play 
gross. Okay, so Um, where were we? (laughs) Well, last year was saying that women just need to, like, focus on better things. We just need to pick our battles specifically, because if we just start bitching about every little fucking minute detail, then we're not going to be taken seriously. I agree on some level. I think you do need to pick your battles, but I do think most battles are worth winning in this case. I just think that here's the thing is not every guy is great for you. That doesn't make every guy a narcissist or a gaslighter. Like just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean there inherently has to be a problem with him. And we've, we really have gotten to that point where like, oh, we broke up. So he's these things now. Mm-hmm. And I do find that to be problematic. Like, I just went through a breakup. Dude's fine. Whatever. He's a perfectly good person. There's nothing I can really, like, say inherently. Kind of a mansplainer. But beyond that... I'll I say it. I'll say it. And he can hear it. I don't care. He's a big mansplainer. <laughs> to correct you over the dumbest fucking shit. Sorry, dude. Love you. I know we've got history, but like, you know, you could admit where you're wrong. And sometimes when you're wrong, you're wrong. And to be like a cobbler. What what was it that he said? The stupidest shit. I was we were talking about ethnicity and background. And at some point I said, and I'm part Viking. And he said, Vikings and occupation. an occupation. That's like saying you're part cobbler. Yeah. Which is. Stu- you knew what I meant. You knew what I meant. Yeah. You heard what I meant. There's no. If there's no point in you correcting me, then why are you fucking correcting me other than to feed your own ego? Yeah. Well, it's like, well, a cobbler is made of many different ethnicities. Yeah. Like there are many different ethnicities of cobbler. There's one ethnicity of Viking. And as an Irish man, he should know that. We did kind of shit wreck their whole thing. Yeah. I mean, not my people. That's why I have my dark hair. But anyway. We shit wrecked you a little bit. <laughs> Just your land, mostly. Yeah, mostly the land. No, we got the fuck out of there. We were broken down with the Spanish by then. I believe it to be true. So that's my feelings are facts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, at, at the, at typical woman. Uh, yeah, and that's what I was going to say is that women, I know. women are just as guilty of correcting people when it's not necessary. Like, you know what I meant? Yeah. You don't have to do yeah. that. Um, I think, I think men have a specific way about doing it sometimes. There is like a, an inherent way that men do it that is differently than women when women do it. And when women do it, it is male coded. Let's be real here. That is a masculine trait in, in women sure. when they do that. Sure, But that's gender roles. It is, which again, I don't inherently agree with, but I can't also pretend like they exist not at all. People fall into roles. I don't agree with them. I think they're stupid. Be who you're gonna fucking be. It's millennial logic. That's libertarian. Live and let live. Unless you're yeah. hurting the people no. around you, then don't. No. I think that this whole movement is making me like uncomfortable with how feminine men are getting like it's just becoming so unattractive how beta everybody is <laughs> and we didn't even go over all the archetypes i know that the sigma is coveted now which i'm not really sure what the fuck that's all about because it's just nihilism it's like a yeah it's just more of like a less of an alpha not quite a beta more insidious like they feel like a dangerous anti-hero i think to a lot of people that's what it is it's an anti-hero and who gives a fuck yeah that's that's the male. I mean, it, unless you're unless you're Deadpool or Lestat, you don't need to be an antihero. Truly, uh, yes, preach. And also, 
like it's the it's the male equivalent of a manic pixie dream girl. Nobody's actually like For that sure. and attractive at the For same sure. time. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think it's weird that you're pressed about how feminine men are getting and how unattracted you are to it because you're in a long-term partnership that's not likely to ever end until you're dead. <laughs> and he's not feminine. Well, <laughs> he's not super feminine. You find his femininity attractive. I think that it's a good thing that he likes to take care of his hair and skin. I like th- that he wants to preserve himself. Interesting. I want him to be good looking. I want to be good looking. I want us to be good looking right. forever. You know, I-, I may be shallow, but at least I'm honest. But isn't that also kind of feminine and something that you purport to not find attractive? I'm not saying I'm a fucking dude. I'm still a woman. There are things that I value, and he <laughs> does too as a man. Right. But I'm just saying it kind of goes together. Well, yeah, that's why we're together. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, that's a feminine quality in traditionally that you find attractive. There's there and that's fine. There has to be a like a like a 70-30 balance, we'll say. Sure. In all the right sure. ways. Like you have to check for you. certain boxes for me. But like if you can't And that's what you're if you can't change a tire. <laughs> if you can't change a tire, I don't respect you. If you I can change a tire. Jamie can change a tire. I can change like a serpentine belt, and I know most car problems. I can't even do by that. By listening. I can't even do that. And my father's a 15-year GMC mechanic from my youth. Now he does something. Now he's a, a boat mechanic. or Sorry, an aircraft have a mechanical care. brain. You do. You do. Like my dad. But, but I think what I'm trying to say is you're not attracted to these type of men. And that's okay. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with men being that way. It just means you're not going to date them. If you have a man bun. I love a man bun. It's, it's, it, I get so dry. If you are a white man that likes stomp, clap, Mumford and Sons-esque music and you have a man bun and suspenders, I couldn't be drier. Why are you listing my type when you fail? <laughs> You're typing men? <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're a dude who likes stomp, clap, Mumford and Sons and has a man bun, just get my number somehow. Lose mine, dude. Fucking don't ask me. And Perfect. I the, and, and that's the thing is the men that I date. I'm gonna cough. <coughs> I'm giving you so many cues for when you edit. <laughs> I'm such a winner right I'll now. I'll just leave it in. Fuck um, it. You're human. You cough. For men who would date you would never work for me and vice versa mm-hmm. because I can't stand like an alpha personality. I also don't really want to beta or sigma. I just want to person a person i just think that there's nothing wrong with men being however they want to be i just think that that means you're gonna limit who wants interested in you and that's okay if you're comfortable with that go for it shannon's never gonna date you if (laughs) if you're not an alpha nobody wants to date i'm never going to i'm never going to date you if you are an alpha that those are just we've we've never never dated the same kind of men we have liked the same men before but we've never uh, we have dated the same man before not at the same time not at the same time years apart and one of us reproduced and one of us didn't shannon has two kids they're lovely <laughs> bitch shut up <laughs> i have two wonderful nieces they're mine <laughs> 
Just kidding. You're the mommy. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, that that guy, your baby daddy, my mm-hmm. ex boyfriend. This sounds so weird and incestuous. It's not gonna make any. People are gonna be like, it was many why years apart. are they even friends? It doesn't make any sense. They're two years. It was two years apart, and we were. Adults. I think it was more than that. It was. It was exactly almost two years. Uh, I think it was longer than that. Mm-hmm. Well, the point no, is, it, wasn't, it was over before it was over. You know what I mean? And. Yeah. I don't know. There's more spiritual time than there was physical time. Well, even when we were together, I was like, they would be such a better couple than than we are. Because all I do is give him black eyes and teach him that punching walls is okay. Yeah, and I think I maybe shoved him one time. Dude, I straight up abused him. Yeah, I didn't. It's really bad. <laughs> it was pretty good to him. I was bad in other ways. I was bad in that I had emotional affairs while I was with him. With women, though. So he's like, can I get in on that? He was never like that. That's the opposite of how he... You know how he is. He never... He's such a strong monogamist. Never. I don't know. I feel like he... Well, I don't know. It's been so long. I feel like he... Yeah, yeah he promise. is possessive. He is possessive, for sure. Incredibly so. It was That was certainly never on his mind. Like, could this be a thing? Okay. No, well, never. Well, there's a masculine trait that's unattractive as possessiveness. Because it comes off as insecure. I like... I like a certain amount of it, but like in a in a controlled and not crazy way. Like in a I want someone who's who's staunchly monogamous. Like I don't want you to be open to other people. That's gross. But but if you're controlling of my time, my space, where I'm going, what I'm doing, a hundred percent I will not I can't I can't anymore. Yeah. My ex boyfriend would track my every fucking move. That what? gross do i have to bleep that out probably okay well i'll bleep this out but fuck you (laughs) balding shithead piece of shit motherfucker (laughs) trash trash Um, human being wish wish you uh, well stalk me on the snap map all the time and if i wasn't where like like i would be like i'm going out errands and he'd be like what stores and i'd give him like three stores and then i would be like oh shit i need to go to this other store and i'd go and he'd be like why are you here who are you meeting like it was crazy i was like i've been in here for 15 minutes who do you think i could meet that quickly why is your phone going off every day i don't know i don't care how do you have so many actual sounds coming from your phone that is i don't understand if my phone made a single sound i would throw it out a window Mm, i work uh okay so i I work the 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 (laughs) but so yeah the (laughs) possess bitch i work i i work the possessiveness is a huge problem mm-hmm. and women yeah. are also guilty of that i think maybe it's because it's so feminine that when you see it in a man it's like turn off i don't know i see possessive as a masculine trait and jealousy as a feminine trait okay like if i'm being totally honest with you like the way i see it possessive is like more of a aggressive okay thing whereas jealousy is kind of a passive emotion a lot of the time Ooh, disgusting. Go away. Is there a stranger at your door? He door dashed, I think. <gasps> that little Spanish slut. It's door dash. Anyway. What'd you get? That's okay. Not a big deal. Okay, well, that's fair. He's very, um, we've been diving into his Greek history lately. We don't have to talk about it, but he's 
very Greek also. He's like just Mediterranean. He's Spanish and Greek. He's all the best ethnicities. Olive-eating slut. Yeah, he's olive oil and pepper. It's all of the best ethnicities. It's fucking wild. What is he doing with an Irish Jew? And how does an Irish Jew even come to exist? I'll tell you. The Soviet Union. Anyway. (laughs) I think that the... I agree with you on that, yes. Jealousy is passive-aggressive and inherently feminine, which I find passive-aggressiveness to be disgusting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I I can be passive-aggressive. You can, and that's frustrating. <laughs> but it is what it is. And you've accused me. I don't label myself anything. I just go <laughs> off of what you tell me because you're more woke than I am. And you have labeled me. Am I a sigma or an alpha? What did you, what did, what's your... Sigma. I'm not like the Joker. I don't want to watch no. the world burn. I have a purpose. I, <laughs> I have no, a purpose. you're probably more... You're probably more, you're somewhere between an alpha and a sigma. I don't think you fit perfectly into either one. You have like a, like a crazy bitch side to you that is just too sigma to ignore. But more than that, you just have this very alpha energy. Like no one will fuck with you. No one will fuck with you twice. I also don't want to um, be arrested again. So yeah, please don't. Please don't. We have children. <laughs> yeah, we have we have beautiful little girls that we conceived on our own. No IVF needed here. We just made we those just, things. We can just do it. Women don't need men. There's enough masculine <laughs> energy between the two of us to conceive children. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I mean, I would say you're somewhere, like, based off of what I know, you're somewhere between, like, a beta and a sigma. Because you do, when you're down and out, you do get very nihilistic. And that's what scares mm-hmm. me about you. You might be, like, like, you're not a mixture between both your one or the other. Like, you're very... Bipolar. Mm. <laughs> For lack of a better word. I mean, I don't want to throw your clinical diagnosis out there, but I mean, it is what it We've is. We've said it already. We've said it. Who knows it what order air. any of these are going to come out, but Jamie's bipolar, clinically diagnosed. Two. I don't know what the difference is. One has mania and one has hypomania. Two is hypomania, but longer and more intense depressive states. One is mania mania, but shorter depressive so states. So my mom was bipolar one. Yeah, she was, like, less depressed, less often, but her manic states were, like, you lose jobs, you don't function, you stop sleeping. Oh, yeah. That's her. Mine is more like, I I don't necessarily sleep a lot when I'm manic, but I had crash plenty of the time, but I don't lose my job, usually. I have before, but, um, but my depressive states are insane. That's what I worry about with you. Everybody should. <laughs> Everyone should. Hey. And hopefully they won't happen as much anymore. Oh, I'm looking at your chart again tonight. <laughs> I don't know how you don't have it memorized at this point. I kind of do almost more so than mine. Like I know your Venus was uh your Venus was retrograde. You have a lot of retrograde placements when you were born, but um your Venus was retrograde when you were born, which makes you more drawn to, like I've said before, rehashing the past. And it's also in Leo, so you don't really think before you do. Accurate. Which is, I I can identify as a Leo moon. I don't really think before I punch a hole in the wall, which I don't do anymore. Yeah. I don't do anymore, but I have, and I've had to really- you do a lot of shit. I've had to do a lot of, um, quote unquote, shadow work, and it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. You know, I, I I haven't done any, but I should. You should get like a Jungian type therapist when you're done with this one. I feel like you'd really well, benefit. I mean, it's the only therapist that would that has worked for me is not conventional. It's like very woo. 
no, as I know, I know stupid as it is. Therapy. I don't think it's what I need. I think I have to have intense CBT right now. Um, therapy has not usually been a useful tool for me either. I've been to multiple therapists. This is the first one that's really working out. And I think it's because she's the first one that didn't misdiagnose me. Okay. Um, that makes sense. <laughs> the first one that listened to me and didn't immediately say BPD because I'm manipulative sometimes and overly emotional. And I really did identify with the BPD diagnosis for a very long time. I was like, that's me. I'm, this is, I have to give up because this is what I am. And it's so bleak and so fucking awful. And then when you and I started talking and you were like, I really think you should look at bipolar. And I was like, maybe. And then I took that screening test online that the psychologists use. I was like, oh shit. So when she listened to me, and like heard me that was very helpful and so now I trust her a lot more which helps the therapy and you were being like 100% just candid yeah I was just like look here's the thing my friends are scared I'm a little scared I don't know what's going on um but I know that this is what happens and if I really analyze my life it's been happening my whole life your whole life and I didn't really ever see it that way or acknowledge that I was just like, well, I've got ups and downs. Everybody has ups and downs. Yeah. But I don't think I realize that not everybody has ups and downs. Just <laughs> like I do. I mean, that's a reasonable thought to have because bipolar is like a pretty serious diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Like you're pretty, like, yeah. I mean, you're not to, you know, misuse the C word, but you're kind of like, that is crazy. It's gets crazy. You yeah. need to be medicated. Yeah. That's like, it's one of the ones where, you will be on medicine forever. Like, yeah. you could, in yeah. theory, come off of it, but you probably shouldn't. It's one of the ones where you have to realize that you're going to be on big medication for most of your life. It's not going to be easy, and you're going to have to just get comfortable with that. And that was something that, for me, I was like, well, when I was just anxious, I could say, like, well, I have anxiety. It's okay if I'm a little anxious sometimes. Do you think that your meds are helping? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, big time. I Here, you want me to tell you a little story that helped me realize how much they were helping? I would love to hear this. You know how I deal with conflict? Not well. Not well. I avoid it mm-hmm. like you wouldn't believe. Last year, I was hanging out with this girl a lot. Um, not the Aquarius that I've told you about, but another girl who's like very actually a very good friend to me. Um, really got me out of the house when I needed to. Had a good group of friends. Really liked spending time with her. She and her husband went through a divorce pretty quickly after I started hanging out with the group. And she got busy being divorced. It takes effort and time and you have to reestablish things. So we stopped hanging out for a little bit. One day her husband calls me and says, hey, I still have a denim vest if you want it. Do you want to come over and get it? I said, yeah, sure. Not even thinking about it. And I get there and he tells me, well, I told her that you were coming over. And I was like, okay. Again, didn't think about it. And he was like, we should hang out more, blah, 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 right? Mm. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I took the vest and I left. Because mm-hmm. um, I was trying to be Eddie Munson in that summer. Okay. <laughs> Understandable. Then, um, a few months later, I'm on Bumble and I see him. Oh, no. And I swipe past him. I said, no, 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 no. And it says, you have a missed match. Which means he swiped right on me. Oh. That means he swiped 
to match with me oh, and I said no okay. sorry I, I indirectly no, I was bragging <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> I know I'm sorry and a few days later he texts me and he goes I never expected to see you and my ex-wife on a profile together on Bumble on a dating app because I had a picture with her and me on it and I was like, uh, okay. So I stopped talking to him. Mm-hmm. And then I go to a bunch of shows that she's at, but nobody ever says hi to me or anything. And she's acting kind of weird and like not hanging out with me, not inviting me out anymore. Her. And so something happened. Yeah, something happened. I don't know what, but something. And so for a year, I've just sat on this being like, you should message her. You should ask what happened. At some point, she unfriended me on Facebook. I don't know why. I don't know anything, right? I just, it just means something because you have to intentionally do it. Yeah. And so I messaged her two days ago in the middle of the night because I thought she was at a concert on Snapchat. So I messaged her and I said, hey, I don't know what happened between us. I don't know what I did, but I'm sure I did something that hit you the wrong way. I just don't know what it is. I would love... To get drinks after work sometime. Mm-hmm. Just you and me and talk it out. Yeah. And she goes, oh, my God, I'm so glad you reached out. I'm free next week on Tuesday. Are you free? And I was like, yeah, I'm free. Cool. We're going to meet at Norton's next week. Have drinks. Talk it out. I would never in a million years have done this unmedicated. I would have tried to talk it all out over Snapchat. And instead, I am going to meet her and be like, I don't know what told you. I don't know what happened. His name is He's an, you have to believe this. He was like, mm, well, we can't have that. Cut all of that. We can't have that. Certainly wasn't my type. So, but the point is that I reached out. I'm willing to go meet in person and talk something out that is potentially very uncomfortable. And I'm not even freaking out about it. I'm very proud of you because that's confrontational in a healthy way. It is. It is. And I was just like, look, clearly I did something. I put the blame on myself because I probably did make a step in a wrong direction at some point. He probably explained something incorrectly and was like, Jamie's coming over so we can hang out, which was not the case. I went over to get a vest and then I left within 20 minutes. you're like, why are you so obsessed with me? (laughs) God, it's a lot. But I I think the meds are working. Okay, yes. And I'm very happy for you. And that's a big deal. Also, I don't think you were misreading the situation too much. No, I'm sure that's exactly what was going on. I hate to say it. But that's what I have to find out. I have to find out, like, hey, did he say something? Like, what happened? From her, not from him. You don't think I'm... What do you mean? You're not going to meet him. You're going to meet her. Sorry, bleep that, too. Just cut everything out. (laughs) Um, I'm going to meet her, not him. She was a good friend. As far as I know, that's like the first time in your life you've been able to do healthy confrontation because I remember the many times we've had our, uh, I won't even say falling outs because (laughs) there's no word for what we've done to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Our breakups. Our breakups. Like, we, we, honestly, the way you handled all of our stuff like with me personally it was very um 
I could tell that you were so uncomfortable and just avoiding it. Yeah. And it was just not good because I was so comfortable just confronting it head on. And that's not to brag. I'm not bragging. That's also not a good mm. thing because I was probably no. poised to put hands on you at some point. But never did. Never did. Mm. I was never afraid you were going to hit me. I literally was always just terrified we wouldn't be friends at the end of it. Oh, that's so sweet. The that's why I never hit you. <laughs> the biggest issues I ever had with you were to being terrified that at the end of it, we wouldn't speak again. Like, you were the only friend I think I've ever had that I would get, like, panicky over the idea of losing. Same. Same. And I got, I would make myself sick worrying about it. Honestly, same. Not to be, like, a bitch about it, but, yeah, like, that's why I didn't hit you. Because it would make, the idea (laughs) of us never talking again made me really upset. To the point where it was yeah. physical illness. I think we threw things at each other one time. That was about the worst it ever got. Yeah, yeah, we did. Like, slammed slammed a few doors, whatever. Like, that's normal. It happens, but... Stormed out of each other's houses a few times, but... Or out of each other's rooms when we lived together. Yeah. Bye! Bye! <laughs> Slam your bedroom door. Go, go two feet across the hallway. <laughs> go play Silent Hill in our own bedroom. I know, right? Oh, we did. We did. We beat Silent <laughs> Hill 2 together. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Like, the ending? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So good. The last thing that I wanted to ask you about, because I know you have to get up early. What time is it for you? It's 8.30. How, what time? I still have to work out two times. It's fine. Are you Are you sure? Yeah. I just want to ask you as a lib. <laughs> I do want to ask you about the final most beta behavior that I can think of that's become weirdly popular. And you're a psychology student, so you may be able to like parse <laughs> it um, into pieces cucking oof like real cucking what even is and why even is like are you asking the definition are like okay are we talking about like when people are like oh my god you're such a fucking cuck are we talking about actual cucking? i'm talking about actual cucking because i'm not even well okay so i'm not sure what it means exactly i think i know but i'm not sure so i would like for you as a liberal to define it for me because that's like your people's territory we don't do that over here oh my god shut up we just ignore it lots of republicans i'm not republican i'm living that live if you do something that's gross i just i turn the other cheek and let you do lots of people like you do do it do you do you i'm sure bill o'reilly's watching his wife get fucked right now if he's even still married so um, cucking comes from the word cuckold, which is actually oh, like you can my find. my God. Okay. Automatically, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from old Shakespearean words even, wow. which is, it is a man who lets other people have sex with his man. It used to be like an old timey insult to call people a cuckold. Mm-hmm. And now it's a modern day insult to call people cucks. Everything comes full circle. Nothing's original. So it's Shakespearean. Um, it was. Yeah. As far as I know, to my limited knowledge. Okay. Um, now, a cuck situation is when a man watches someone else have sex with his wife and he stays. He usually doesn't participate at all. He simply watches it happen. Is he jerking off in the corner? Possibly. Sometimes they are. Sometimes Sometimes it's a, I don't know, there's like a, an unwilling aspect to some of them where it's like the woman is like, you're going to watch me get fucked. Dude, that's wild. And then there's some where the... Somewhere the guy is like, I want to watch you get fucked. And some of it are pretty like alpha dudes who just uh, have this humiliation kink. And that's what it boils down to. It's a humiliation kink because it's like a woman getting fucked being like, his dick's so much bigger than yours. Why wouldn't you just get like a 
dominatrix. I don't know. Men are weird. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair. fair. <laughs> like, like being the woman in that situation is entirely like that's complete power. Yeah, I, I suppose. Like that's entirely powerful. Uh, being the man in that situation, and that's it's like a reverse gender role situation almost. Well, where you're putting the man in this like weak, humiliated position. While you're, and in a traditionally, like, when you think about affairs, we think of married men, I think. And in this case, it's a married woman. It's like an ultimate insult to someone's masculinity. Okay. But some guys are genuinely about that. A lot of, a lot of guys are into it. I'll say this. There's very few things that I get shitty about. And I'm pretty, like... A lot of the time, I'm very, like, when I'm dating someone, it's up to them to stop you. And if they don't, that says more about them. But if my man is, like, uncomfortable and he's, like, trying to put you in your place politely and you can't take no for an answer, I will step in in a heartbeat with those kind of situations. So I'll be like, excuse me, who the fuck are you? (laughs) And that's about the only time that I get, like, aggressive, aggressive. Because when someone's making someone else physically uncomfortable in their space... And, like, a dude's trying to be polite and be like, listen, lady, I'm not going to shove you off of me, but, like, stop. It's, like, very woke of you. I'll I'll get in someone's fucking face, especially if it's my man. Uh, I kind of want to watch him hash it out just to make sure he's a man. (laughs) I don't care enough to do that. That's how I feel. I'm like, "Mm -mm -mm." I know, you're toxic. I'm not. I'll just stand by and watch. If I have to step in, I will. I know that men get wildly uncomfortable about the idea of physically removing women from their space because it can become aggressive very quickly. What, you mean like when two girls then, are fighting and they have to like pull them apart? No, 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 no. I mean like when a girl is touching a guy and he's trying to get her to stop, Ooh. that can turn aggressive really fucking fast. Yeah. And that's why a lot of guys don't want to do it because then other guys see it and they're like, now we have to jump in because you're hitting a girl or you're pushing a girl. And that's why I would usually step in first. If a girl's, like, not listening to someone's, like, get off of me. Yeah. And I'll be like, hi. Hi. Maybe you haven't met me, but I am that bitch. <laughs> it's, um, we're trying to avoid a bar fight. Yeah. Well, or I'll be in the bar fight instead. I've been in a few fights in my life. Not very many. Mm. But I got my earring ripped out in one, so. Respect. Have I have a whole ass scar. My brother's earlobe is all split because that shit happened to him. Mine is too, but it's healed back together. I got stitches. Who'd you fight? Some bitch in high school. I don't even remember her name. She was being shitty to Jessica when we were walking home one day. It wasn't, it wasn't, was it? I don't think so. That's who. Wouldn't that have been cute if we'd fought the same girl? Well, I didn't know she was pregnant when I fought her. But I didn't know she was pregnant. I thought she was just fat. And that's why I got kicked out of school because that's exactly what I told the principal. (laughs) You didn't have me there to keep you steady. That was the problem. I was gone by then. Because I think that if I'd been at that school and I'd been like, I need you here for me to survive, you would have been like, I have to do whatever I can to stay at this stupid fucking school so Jamie doesn't freak out. Yeah, definitely. That would have been... been I was a good, was a good influence kid. Yeah, you, you truly were. You kept me out of a lot of trouble. Good influence uh, is, an under, is an understatement for sure. And then they dragged me away. 
They dragged you away. Sheila. To California. Jeff. It's like the end of. You guys. The end of, uh, what did you do? It's like the end of. The end of hope floats when the dad's driving away. I'm, I'm the little girl in the driveway. I, you or you were the little girl in the yeah, driveway. I know. I yeah. I was the little girl in the driveway, and you're like your that scene makes your me hand cry every day on the. Oh my god, dude! I can't even. I can't even. I can't even. Jeff and Sheila. What and the worst? Fuck? They made me drive away. They made me drive away in my own Acura Integra. I love your parents, but senior this, year, this is a sad year. Senior year. That was super fucked. And I'm not blaming your parents for me getting kicked out of school. <laughs> but I'm not not blaming them. Uh, it was a factor. Sheila, we can talk about it. I know that your back was against the wall. More on you, Jeff. <laughs> You're right. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Stop. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Millennial Fight Club. If you want to follow us elsewhere, our Insta is Millennial Fight Club, Twitter is Millennial FC Pod, and check out our Patreon for bonus and uncensored content.